0: on Local Now, Channel 525. Real Life Radio is sponsored by River City Community Church.
1: Grace and peace to you and welcome to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church right here in San Antonio, Texas. Now this is a church that exists to help people just like you find the real life you were created for and find it to the full. And that's what Jesus promised in John 10.10. And it's the second message in a new series called One Life. Make yours count. And Pastor Sean's message today is called God versus Google. You know, internet search engines respond to our queries with instant answers and information. Is that how our relationship with God works? What do we need to know about how God speaks and guides us that will help us make the most of our life? Grab a Bible because that's really all you need. It's time for Real Life Radio.
0: We're in this series called One Life. and our whole premise. Is that God has given us an amazing gift. This life that he's given us is a sacred trust. It is a gift from him. In fact, that was our main point last week. Learning to live begins by seeing life as a gift and getting to know the giver. So many of us just go through life, kind of just like, well, it's what you do. You wake up every morning, do the day, and then do it again tomorrow. Instead of saying, wow, God has given us something amazing in this life. And so that's what we're talking about. Series titles, One Life. Make it count. My question is, is it, will, will it be a real life? Now, last week, we had a passage that we opened up, a guiding passage in Ephesians chapter 5. And we read a few verses. Here's what they were. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And we saw that contrast of being careful versus careless, wise versus unwise. And we saw that the key is knowing what the Lord's will is. The secret to making the most of the life you've been given is to align it with the purpose of your creator by knowing and following his will. And I guess we got to start out by asking, do you really believe that? Because if you don't, you know, the next like 30 minutes are going to be kind of pointless for you. Okay. If you don't really believe there is a creator and that he has something for you, that he created you for something, your life has a purpose and a meaning, then what I'm going to say won't matter all that much. But I hope that as you listen with an open heart, if that is where you are, if you, have, if you doubt that idea, that God will begin to nudge you and speak to you and reveal that he really does have something. He knows you. He loves you. He created you for a purpose, and he wants your life to matter. So aligning with the purpose of your creator and knowing and following his will is a big deal. So the question is, how do we know the Lord's will? Well, the short answer is we ask him, Lord, what's your will? And you're like, oh, I wish I'd have thought of that. It's great, Sean, thank you. Got our money's worth today. But whenever you talk about that, okay, ask the Lord, Lord, what's your will, your direction? A lot of people go, yeah, I'd like to know, because it brings up a whole other set of questions, doesn't it? Does God really speak? Does he really speak to us? Some people think he kind of set the world in motion, kind of set some natural laws and principles, and kind of just leaves it alone. And then we're up to our, it's, it's up to us. and We're on our own. So does he really speak? What's his voice sound like? You know, is it James Earl Jones, I would think, you know? Or the more contemporary Morgan Freeman kind of sound that we've come to love, you know? What's his voice sound like when he speaks? What kind of things does he say? How do we know what he's saying versus what we want him to be saying? You know, I don't have a lot of doubt that God speaks, okay? And I hope by the time this message ends, you'll be with me on that. What I do sometimes question is my ability to hear him well. Because the question is, am I hearing him correctly? Am I filling in the blanks for him? Am I trying to help God out? How does he actually speak? And I want to suggest all these questions are normal and natural, and some are easier to address than others, but I want to really focus on this first one. Does God really speak? Because the Bible is full of references. In fact, we could take the rest of our time this morning, and I just read you references that talk about God speaking. Psalm 85, 8. The psalmist says, Let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people, to his saints. But let them not turn back to folly. Jesus said in John 10, 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So Jesus is crystal clear. The psalmist is crystal clear. One of the most compelling cases, though, is in John chapter 1, verse 1. And we, if you know the Bible, you kind of read this passage, we can kind of blur over without realizing how unusual it is. John 1, 1. John is introducing us in the beginning of his gospel to Jesus Christ. And here's how he does it. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And all of his Hebrew listeners would have been, when John starts quoting, in the beginning, they could have finished it for him. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1-1. They could have done it for him, but he didn't. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And we come to find out a few verses later, verse 14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. He's talking about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. When God came to be among us, to to redeem us, to show himself to us, to reveal himself, how did he do that? He did that in the person, the presence of Jesus Christ, and he described himself as the Word. It's not like there's some double meaning of the word, kind of word. It's the Word, the revelation, the expression of the Father. That's what he's saying. See, it's not talking about a book. It's not talking even about scriptures specifically at that point. It's talking about Jesus, the Word, the revelation of God, the Father, the Word. God said, you want to know me? Here's how. Know Jesus. It's fascinating when you refer back to that Genesis 1 passage that all of John's listeners would have been thinking about at that moment. Think about how God created. It doesn't say, and God made, or and God did, or and God worked. It says, God said, and there was. And again, remember, that's communication because here's the deal. Communication, speaking, is always relational because it's speaking to someone. God's not up there talking to himself. Okay, He's speaking to his creation. We understand the Godhead. We understand the relational aspect of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three in one. When I say we understand that, we talk about it. We hope we one day will grasp it fully. But this idea that even in God's own Being, there is this relational aspect. So when he said, let us make man in our image, he wasn't using just kind of Royal King James references to the king. Let us do this. He's actually speaking to the other members. It's father, son, spirit, working together. We talk about the spirit brooding over. We talk about the word God said and there was. All the three members of what we call the Trinity, present at creation. This idea of the word, the spoken word, God said, and there was. It could have just said God made, but it didn't. I want to suggest to you, God is speaking. Five different ways God speaks. I want to give this to you real quickly. We could go on in these, but I don't want to. I just want you to jot them down so you can think about them a little more later and kind of have a framework, okay? Five ways God speaks. First is Jesus, the word. That's the beginning. First, he, the word, Okay. Is the Word was in the beginning with God. The Word was God. God speaks with Jesus. You want to know what God's like? Look at Jesus. I mean, really. You want to know what God's like? You go, but he's so big, he's so vast, he's so eternal. Don't even think of the fact that he has no beginning. That'll burn your brain a little bit, okay? The fact that he has no beginning, no end, it really will. It, will. it will mess with your head because we think in finite terms. And God is beyond that. So when God wanted to be known... Through the plan of redemption, he sent Jesus. You want to know what God's like? That's what God's like. God speaks through Jesus. God speaks through the scripture. God's word written down. The Holy Spirit inspired writers who wrote down the things that God said to share by by his Holy Spirit. And so this stands as a baseline for us because we know God's not schizophrenic, right? Will we admit that? God's not sitting contradicting himself all over the place. So the bottom line is, whenever you sense God saying something, whenever you want to know God's word, you know it will be at least consistent. It will be consistent. It will not be contradictory to what he has said in his written word. That's the power of understanding and knowing the written word. That's why we share scripture so much. We value scripture here at River City. We read the scriptures. We go through the scriptures. Our groups and ministries go through the scriptures. Because it's God's word written down. So he speaks through Jesus. He speaks through the scriptures. He speaks through the Spirit's whispers to the inner man. The Spirit's whispers to the inner man. Do you know God can give you that kind of direction by His Spirit's whispers? You know, I've shared with you before, you're asking, Lord, I need your direction, your wisdom, and you have two job opportunities. One's in Seguin, one's in Universal City, and you look hard. You can't find Seguin or Universal City in the Bible. They both should be. They're important places, I agree, but they're not. It just is what it is. And so we trust the Spirit's whisper. Lord, I th- there's things you want me to do. Lord, I want to know what they are. And the Spirit can speak and whisper. He's immensely creative. Do not tie his hands through how he can speak and nudge. Is that an audible voice? I don't know. I've not heard an audible voice. I know people who say God has spoken to them in an audible voice. Do I think they're crazy? No, because can God speak in an audible voice? Sure. If you and I can, if our kids can, the Almighty probably can speak in an audible voice if he wants to. That's not how he's spoken to me. But I've known when he's speaking, when there's that gentle whisper of the Spirit, when I'm about to say something in an argument with my wife and the Lord's like, that's not a good idea. You might want to pull that one back. And the times when I listen, good things happen. The times when I don't, not so good. It's just how it is. The whisper of the Spirit. Christian community. You know, he speaks through Christian community. That's why God thinks this thing we call the church. I'm not talking about the buildings. I'm not talking about the structures, the 501c3 organizations. I'm talking about the community of believers. It is so critical. He speaks. We are taught through the Christian community. We are balanced. We are held accountable by the Christian community. God speaks through the Christian community.
1: And we want to take a quick minute to remind you, you're listening to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church. In this series called One Life, Make Yours Count. If you'd like to hear this full message or even watch the video podcast from Pastor Sean Azaro, it's available right now on demand on the sermons page at the River City website called reallife.org. And if you'd like to check out River City Community Church, here's your invitation from Pastor Sean. Do
0: you ever look at your life and feel like you were made for something more? Jesus made a simple statement, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came to give you abundant life, real life. River City is located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Matama Park. Service times are Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 9.30 and 11.15 a.m. River City is a church for real life, so our home on the web is reallife.org. To find out more, visit us online at reallife.org. God created you for something very special. Come find out more at River City Community Church.
1: And back to the message, God versus Google. This is Real Life Radio.
0: And number five, he speaks with the providence of life circumstances. We talk about an open door. had an open door, a door got closed. God speaks through the course of life. He just will. Things will happen in the course of life that you know. You've been asking the Lord, you've been praying, and something happens. And it's like, that feels like an answer. It feels like, you're like, Lord, I'm listening. And then all of a sudden something happens. And you're like, wow, that's pretty clear. Lord, was that you? Many times the answer is yes. Yes, it was. Frederick Buechner, theologian and writer, wrote, I believe that we know much more about God than we admit that we know, than perhaps we altogether know that we know. God speaks to us, I would say, much more often than we realize or than we choose to realize. Before the sun sets every evening, he speaks to us in an intensely personal and unmistakable way. His message is not written out in starlight which in the long run would make no difference. Rather, it's written out for each of us in the humdrum, helter-skelter events of each day. It is a message that in the long run might just make all the difference. Who knows what he'll say to me today, or to you today, or into the midst of what kind of unlikely moment he'll choose to say it. Not knowing is what makes today a holy mystery, as every day is a holy mystery. My main point today, and if you're taking notes, I want you to write it down, is God is speaking. The question is, are you listening? God is speaking. The question is, are you listening? Are you and I listening for what he has to say? There's a fantastic passage of Scripture. It's one of the parables. We don't often think of it in terms of listening to the Lord, but it's actually all about that. If you have your Bibles, turn to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. I want to go through this passage of Scripture and then just share a few thoughts On what it's telling us about listening. Because understand, we were designed by creator. That's our premise. He gave us this amazing life. And the key to understanding it is aligning with his will and his purpose. And becoming all that we can be in him. All that he created us to be. All that he intends for us. And so many of us spend our lives spinning around, going around in circles. Trying to figure out what that is. And what we really need to do is sit down and listen. In Mark Chapter 4, I'm going to begin reading at verse 4. Jesus is teaching a group of people and says he began teaching beside the sea and a very large crowd gathered about him. So he got into a boat, sat in on the sea, and the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. And he was teaching them many things in parables. And in his teaching he said to them, listen, really good advice. Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell along the path. And the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it didn't have much soil. Immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched. Since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up, choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into the good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. And listen how he ends this. And he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear now when he was alone those around him with the 12 so there's the 12 and some other followers asked him about the parables he said to them to you has been given the secret of the kingdom of god but for those, but for those outside everything is in parables so that they may indeed see but not perceive they may indeed hear but not understand lest they should turn and be forgiven and you're like wow jesus is hard What's the whole point if he doesn't want people to turn and be forgiven? I want to suggest to you that's not what that means at all. That's a quote from Isaiah chapter 6. It's talking about people with hard hearts who don't want to hear, who aren't even open. In fact, that passage in other translations is translated, so that the scripture may be fulfilled. And then he says, they indeed see but not perceive. They may indeed hear but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. Why would there be some who that would be their position. What would be the thing that would cause them to hear but not hear, to see and not see, so that they could never turn and be forgiven? Well, we'll look at that a little bit later. because I think there's a key. But they had asked him, so he said, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? And then he begins to explain it to him, Verse 14, the sower sows the word. Okay, so that's what we're talking about. That seed is the word. And we right away, in our contextual context, go, the written scriptures. The written scriptures weren't there yet. They had the Hebrew scriptures. They didn't have the New Testament yet. He didn't say the scriptures. He said, the, see, the sower sows the word, the expression, the word of God, his message. Who's the sower? God. He says, and these are the ones along the path. And if I, I find it interesting, by the way, that they use the word, instead of he speaks the word, he sows the word. Think about that, the word sown, like an investment, like a seed planted. And these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes, takes away the word that is sown in them, and they are the ones, uh, and these are the, I'm sorry, I'm reading like a crazy man. Satan immediately comes, takes away the word that is sown in them. Verse 16, and these are the ones sown on the rocky ground, the ones who, when they hear, note that, note that was word, sown and hear, sown and hear. And when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And they have no root in themselves, but endure it for a while. Then when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the words sown among the thorns. They're those who hear the word but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and desires for other things enter in and choke the word. And it proves unfruitful. But those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. Understand fundamentally, folks, this is a parable and a teaching about hearing and receiving the word. You want to know God's word? And here, we've just been given some grad school level teaching. On hearing the voice of God. See, first of all, what Jesus is letting us know is that the secret to hearing the word is the soil of your heart. The secret to hearing the word is the soil of your heart. You want to hear. You can sit and kind of say, God, why don't you speak to me? God, why aren't you talking? To me? The fact is, God is speaking. If you're not hearing, there's something in the soil of our hearts. The condition of your heart makes all the difference is what Jesus is trying to tell us. And this is really important. You can change the condition of your heart's soil. You can have a hearing heart. If not, what's the point of this whole thing? Why is Jesus wasting our time? Why is he wasting their time? He's trying to teach them something about the soil so that they can actually examine their hearts and see what kind of soil do I have? Do I have a hearing heart? Because I believe that's the secret to actually hearing God's direction. Having a hearing heart and being open to what the Lord would say and letting him speak. And the rest of our time this morning, I want to give you four ways to cultivate a hearing heart. Four ways that I believe we can cultivate a hearing heart and begin to hear the Word of God spoken to us uniquely, intimately, personally. Four ways to cultivate a hearing heart. First thing, hearing takes time. Hearing takes time. That's where the title of the message came from, God versus Google. Okay, we live in a Google world. We want it instant. We want it right now. And don't get me wrong, I love Google. Google's a dear friend of mine. I have her in my pocket at all times. If we, you know, it used to be if you, you know, if you had an argument with someone about what was right, what was ever, you'd have to go to a library or something. Oh, that takes so much time and all those books. Now we just pull out the phone, we go to Google. She'll tell us. Google is instant. It's convenient. Understandably, it's also noisy and conflicted. Okay, because not only do you get the right answer, you get 1,000 wrong answers for everything you Google. You just need to know that, okay? The big question on Google is to know, do I have the right answer or one of the 1,000 wrong answers, okay? But we love Google because we have a choice. And this is maybe where it really boils down. I have a choice. Because all these answers to my question are given, and I can pick the one I like. If I get one and I don't, oh, that's kind of hard. That, oh, they want me to work harder, and they want me, oh, hmm, mm, hmm. Mm oh, this one here says three easy steps and I take a pill a day and I can be (laughs) successful and wealthy and all all of the above. I'll take that one because I like it. This one, mm, not so much. We love love Google because it gives us a choice. It just lays out whatever somebody's thrown up on the internet out there. And I get to pick and choose. It's a very useful tool, a very helpful tool. But the problem is when we go and start asking God to speak to us, we got to decide, do I want to hear from God or do I want to hear from Google? Because what we saw in Larry in the video is like, you know, God, I want to hear. Oh, oh, oh. And they beheaded him. Why, well, God, you want to behead me? And if we don't hear something, like within a minute and a half, okay, God, sorry, you didn't speak. I'm going to go do what I think is best. Hearing takes time. See, if you find yourself in that place where you're like, okay, God, I need you to speak, but I've only got four minutes. You're talking to Google. You're not talking to God. Because God is the creator. He is the Lord. He is the leader. If you want Google, great. Go for it. But hearing takes time. Isaiah 40, 31 says, Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not... Faint. Wait on the Lord. God speaks in His time and in His way because He's the Lord. And this is the fundamental problem. I don't like waiting. There, I said it. Your pastor's impatient. This, this is true. This is like yesterday. It happened yesterday. Lori and I were in the grocery store. And we had probably 27 items, so we couldn't go on the 15. If I had 17 items, I'd go on the 15, but not 27. That's, I have a conscience, okay? I'm a person. I care about people. Okay, so, so we go in the fifteen. Yeah, we go in the in the other one. And but I picked the perfect line. There's one lady there, and she's there. Her her items aren't even filling the whole conveyor belt there. So I'm like, this can be good. We're gonna be gone. Woo! Now understand, we had nowhere to be. We had we were not in a hurry. We had nowhere to be, as Lori reminded me several times. Okay, but we're sitting there and we're waiting, and the lady in front of us. Oh my gosh. She seriously I didn't know you could do this. I thought you had to go to customer service at HEB to do a return. She did a return right there. I'm like, are you kidding me? She had more coupons than any person I have ever seen. I'm pretty sure they paid her to get the groceries that day. She's like a, a snipping genius, a savant of some kind. But I'm sitting there, and I can feel myself. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I actually, and this I'm, this I'm not proud of. Okay, this actually happened. I fought, and I was not doing it intentionally. I was crowding her. Like, okay, move along, (laughs) move along, (laughs) move along. (laughs) True story, I wish. And Lori's like, why are you in a hurry? We have nowhere to be. Because time matters, honey. (laughs) So yeah, I don't like waiting. I have a patience issue. And you're laughing because you do too, at least a lot of you. (laughs) If you're a couple here, one of you does, I know. (laughs) And the other could tell me that it's the other person, right? And we don't like to wait, but... The problem is God is God, and he speaks in his way and his time, and it takes time. It really does. Henry Nouwen wrote this. He said, a theological reflection is reflecting on the painful and joyful realities of every day with the mind of Jesus, and thereby raising human consciousness to the knowledge of God's gentle guidance.
1: Thank you, Pastor Sean Azaro. You've been listening to Real Life Radio in this series called One Life, Make Yours Count. But if you'd like to hear this full message and this series, it's available right now when you find the sermons link at reallife.org. But of course, you're invited to visit and join us at River City Community Church located on Lookout Road. You can see all the directions, details, and service times also at reallife.org. If you'd like to call the church, the number is 210 490-5262 as Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church and we hope you join us again next time for more Real Life.